It's John Holmberg here, adding beauty to your world with my friends from Creative Environments. Outdoor living is something we have here in Arizona, and we get to enjoy it almost all year round. Your living space doesn't have to end where your house walls end. You have a backyard just begging to become functional and useful. My designer at Creative Environments, Danielle, came to my house and created an outdoor space for me that is basically now square footage for my home, and I'm so happy I had them reimagine this portion of my property. I have them working on another project, too. I spent a ton of time by my pool in the summer. It's a great pool, but the area around it seems to be just a bunch of wasted space. Danielle at the team at Creative Environments, they're drawing something up for me now. And the cool part is, when they show it to me, it's going to be a 3D video, so it's going to basically look like it's finished before they even start. Leaves nothing to the imagination. You'll know exactly what you're getting right there. They are top shelf in every aspect. Design, construction, even maintenance. All you have to do is give them a look-see. CreativeEnvironments.com. We live in paradise. Build the backyard of your dreams. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It is the morning sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. Most of him. All right. Chunks have been removed. (sighs) There's uh, Brett and Big Dick Toledo off and ready to go. For a glorious Wednesday morning here. And Brady's back after his laparoscopic uh, belly donut surgery. You had that hernia removed from your gut. You good? They pulled a croissant out. It was weird looking. And then, like, this big, giant, gaping cavern. He sent us pictures. Do we post those? No, but I can. Oh, you should post those. Yeah, I can post. Because that second one is, you keep your keys in there. I don't know what the hell kind of belly button they made for you, but that thing's deep. I could put like two the, eyes on it. It's yeah. almost smiling. It looked like one of those sex dolls that we were looking at. We were at yeah. It looked like a sex doll mouth. I want to give it a run. But uh, you're feeling all right? Everything's okay? A little sore? Just I'm very sure. tender. Very sore in the midsection. I can imagine. They started stabbing you. You got stabbed a bunch yesterday. And then, you know, it goes through your mind. You've got mesh in there now. You're thinking, oh, can I smell right. the mesh? It'll or? collapse soon. Right. Yeah, I know. I've got uh, giant chunks you of metal all, all yeah. through me. And you're like, can you, you feel, feel it? Like you want to feel that? You don't feel a thing. It's weird. Like there's absolutely. It's amazing how there's no difference. Like it's weird. But did you, you did you feel the hernia there at the end? You had to, or you wouldn't have done anything. No, I, I I never felt it. What prompted you to get the surgery? Because I finally asked the doctor. I go, what's the deal with my Audi that used to be an innie? <laughs> he goes, you got a hernia. And he goes, yeah, oh yeah, that's a hernia. Yeah. And I, then he said, here, uh, recommended me to the specialist. Yeah. Another Asian buddy. Yeah. It's a Dr. Syndicate. Lou recommended Dr. O. 
At least it's monosyllabic. That's easy for you. Yeah. You can keep that together rather than those big, long Indian names that you can get trapped in when you go to the doctor. Those guys have crazy names. You'll never know. End up calling them like doc- Dr. K or Dr. D. It's always Dr. Patel. Yeah. Just go with Dr. Patel. You're like, pretty so safe. My yeah. uh, dentist was Dr. Alphabet. I can't, still can't figure out how to say that name. It was insanity. But, uh, yeah, so you got Dr. O, and he went in there and just poked her back in. I got Dr. Uh, Dr. Jim Lou and yep. Dr. Dick O. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, dude, great. Uh, and then the better part is, is that uh, your wife couldn't wait, like immediately, to uh, rem- tell us, like, I found some information. If you're interested, like before you were awake, like, all right, I know what they did, and I know what they found. And she was very, very excited to tell us that there was a rogue chunk of fat just hanging around your belly button that they had to remove, which I find hysterical. You could some probably it see left. it in the Audi. That one part, I, I figured that's where it came from on the one side yeah. of the Audi. Said, and he told me before going into it, he's like. And we're going to, I mean, we'll remove some of that stuff around. I'm like, go to town. Yeah. You're going to clean up that Audi, clean up that belly hole. Well, yeah, you could put, you could probably, there's probably looser women out there than that, uh, or tighter women than your belly button. That Someone's going to want to give it a roll. I'm, I'm one of them. I want to go just to tip for a minute in that thing and just see what we've got. <laughs> and so uh, it'll be better in a couple of days. But you're backing up and ready. Are you drugged at all? No, I, uh, well, I weaned off my last pain pill. It should have been done about 3 a.m. Every, oh, okay. do, so every so, four hours. So you stopped taking them about uh, 8 or 9, 10 o'clock? I took the last one at 11.30 oh, yeah, a.m. So or p.m., sorry. Probably just a little dopey, but no big deal. Well, welcome home. Brady's back after his, his uh, minimally invasive hernia surgery. And a reminder to everybody out there, when you're full, you're full. Don't do this to yourself. Because the more Don't I read push about it, it, the more I read about it, that all right, one more thing. Uh, you can blow out your intestines right through your belly button, and that's where that happens. That yeah. just basically is what happened. It's horrifying. I'm pushing when you poop. Brady told me yesterday. He goes, "Can't wait for that first poop." Oh. Not supposed to I'm push on the anyway. Work schedule right now. Yeah, it's been two it days. Before. No kidding. Yeah, that's pretty good my, for the shark. Yeah, you go five, six times. I'm a little a day. worried. <laughs> it's all gonna be, but you gotta be careful. There's no pushing. Imagine it's a, that it's, telephone yeah. pole. Oh, oh, man. The thing that's going to come creeping out of you. You're going to blow his belly button out again. <laughs> probably going to start coming out any uh, any weakness. And there you go. Blow through the mesh. But I'm glad you're all right. It's better. Good for you. Uh, for those of you trying to get out of Phoenix today or anywhere else, uh, just sit sit tight. Uh, the big news this morning is that uh, the stuff that tells airplanes and pilots where air, air, uh, like airports are and where danger is and, like, Radios, it's down. The FAA's computers won't update. And so that's like huge news right now because they just can't get it to work. So they're canceling flights like crazy as we start the morning. Uh, tons of them, like 100 in Phoenix, are already canceled. So there's crushing flights like like mad. Like Brett said off the air, Southwest is saying, oh, 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 oh we didn't do it this time. <laughs> Not, Not us. us. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do a thing. But that's it. And these are those moments when people will complain, but you shouldn't. Because if a pilot tells me, well, the thing that tells us where danger is isn't working, I'll sit quietly and wait for that to get fixed. I think it's, I think it's a reasonable expectation. To, how many times at your work has your computer gone down? Our, our internet went down about a week ago, and this place was just a bunch of, like, it was almost like zombies. We just wandered around the halls. Nobody could do a thing except for go to room to room and go, oh, my internet's down. Your internet down? It's like, yeah, everybody's this. I, don't understand. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Nobody could function until our internet was back up, and it just kind of was a wandering mess. 
Every office has had it. It's basically what's happened there is that their computers are not functioning. Let them fix that. I'm all for it. I had a five-hour delay once. They had to fly a plane in from Indianapolis to get me to go to Vegas because the plane we had, they kept fixing, and then they're like, we got it, folks. Give us about 40 minutes. And they're like, nope, nope, it's not right. And and about an hour of that, and they're like, we're going to bring in the next plane. It's coming in from Indianapolis. That one's supposed to stay here, but it's going to leave tonight. So four hours. And we went home. Like, we lived down the road. And they're like, you can come back. The plane won't leave till 11. We had like a, a 6.30 flight. And sure enough, you know, I'm listening to everybody go, this is ridiculous. What are you going to do for me? Like, oh, no, no, not put you on a plane that's going to crash? How about that? Is that enough for you? Yeah. But people bitched and cried. And what, what's, it's, you've been inconvenienced. But that's the point of flying. So you miss your wedding. I mean, get over it. Yeah. If you missed your own wedding, you should have flown out a day before, <laughs> you know, just in case there's some problems. Idiot. Yeah. If you're cutting it that close because you just demand air travel be perfect, you're not doing it right. It's 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 more of a pain, I mean, for the, the business travelers. Sure. That are in there a lot. They don't care. They're and the they're ones who the handle ones it. they're the ones get taken care of first. They're the ones who handle it. They are used to problems yep. and delay. the ones who don't are the... The mom with her two kids that's finally flying for the first time in three years. This is insane. Air travel is terrible. And it isn't fun to wait with all those people. You have a problem like that, you just sit back and go, okay. I'll be in the bar. I'll be in the bar. I'll be drinking. I understand exactly why this just happened. It is amazing how fast people lose their mind on that. I look at the, the, like, when the plane's going to crash as the excuse, kind of the same way I look at when a woman calls work and says she's got, like, some feminine hygiene issues or some trouble down stuff. <laughs> no, nobody's going to say, well, tell me about it. Or you don't ask this more questions. This is ridiculous. Right. You don't say, I'm having female issues. If you say female issues to a male boss, you're taking the day off. It's immediate. He's not listening to another word. I don't know. I've got a heavy flow and something's going wrong. All right. All right. You take as much time as you need and make sure that's better. See you in two weeks. Yeah, see you whenever this is over. You're, you can't, I'm not firing you for it, and you can ugh, you go do what you do, and don't call me again. I don't, just show up at work when you're ready. You can take a month off if you tell some male boss that your, your snooch is on fire. Uh, he Taco Turner, yeah, he He'll like, probably not even tell She's just having some issues at home. She's going to stay. So everybody cover for Janet. What's wrong with her? Eh, lots, lots of stuff. I don't like to talk about it. It's very personal. No man's talking about that. I had a prolapse in the middle of the night. Okay, that's it. You're out. You can stay as long as you want. You stay home, honey. It's okay. Same with airlines when they say, hey, our systems are down and your plane will go into the earth. I don't think the airline should ever give you an excuse that isn't that. The plane will crash if we fly it right now. Because who's going to get upset at that? I'm like, oh, okay, we better fix that. Yeah, the engines don't work. Oh, okay. Not that the you know the drink cart's empty. I got one where there was an hour delay because we couldn't get drink carts filled up. And wow. it's important, but don't tell us that. Just go. Yeah. I'm sitting at a bar where there's tons of drinks. Borrow from the neighbors. But they well, you don't have a crew to get it on there. Don't tell us that. Just say there's been a terrible tragedy and we're trying to avert it. Luggage is the toughest one. Where well, you make your flight, right? And you get over there, and all of a sudden that. But luggage you know, isn't life and death. The airlines no. can't do a thing about that. If they can't, if, if your luggage got lost, yeah, you've got a right to complain. But if the plane's going to crash or the systems are down, just tolerate the fact you're probably not going anywhere today. So that's it. Don't be a baby. Don't be a bitch. They lost my luggage uh, years ago when we flew that one motorcycle trip 
that I did in Sicily. Mm-hmm. So I was wearing some Italian rags for a couple of days. Sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong bad. with that. They give you a couple bucks, go shop. That's not bad. And you have a, you have a, you should at least have some clothes on so you can keep those going yeah, for you a had, day you or had so. Yeah, you're, you're wearing. Yeah. I don't, the luggage thing, that's different. That's just a pain in the ass and that can be a complaint. But you keep the plane in the air. That's all I ask. You got to remember, it hasn't been more than a, a hundred years since we've had people in planes going from place to place. And think of how we take it for granted, how arrogant we are that prior to that, usually it was a pony ride from here to Tucson that took you two days. See you four yeah, and, days. Uh, and exactly. It's like, well, so you get your mail didn't get anywhere for like 14 months. And somehow or another, these people made it work. We get mad when our, our flight to Vegas is, oh, it's delayed 35 minutes. I lose my mind on Amazon Prime. What do you Uh mean? It was supposed to be this afternoon. Right. I know. I'm checking tracking and everything else. What the hell is that? We're so spoiled. This is, again, I say it all the time. This is the greatest time to be on the planet. There is no close second. I would take it over like 25 years ago is the Stone Age compared to what we've got going on now. And we bitch and cry that it's so difficult to be here and everything's falling apart. No, this is the greatest time to be on the planet the reason it feels so difficult is because when you're minorly inconvenienced it feels like your life is falling apart you have no ability to face adversity when you're so used to just things being handed to you yes i ordered a pen online and 18 minutes later there's somebody at my door giving me a pen it's ridiculous and we take it all for granted so i think about the procedure i had 25 years ago oh my god now probably life some, uh, or death, like they they make you sign papers. There's a big risk here going into your gut like that. Now they stuck needles, a pan in there. Yeah. Mesh, super glue, get out. They didn't even cut you. How long were you they under just, the knife for? 30 minutes. Yeah. Wow. So 30 minute procedure where yeah. they just basically finger Brady like you used to do at Big Surf to the ladies in this <laughs> hole and push that everything back in. And if there's anything in there, they clear it out. Suck it out through a tiny little. Uh, they used to have to cut you from your lower rib cage to the top of your, your pelvic bone. To get in there and do this work. It's brilliant. Best time to be on the planet. Best, by far, time to be on the planet. They did find an old remote in there. Good, well, that was just in the rolls. That's not surgery so much. It's just, it's you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They found the old, and it had a wire on it. Yeah. So it was weird because it used to go right to the Magnavox. It's very strange. Uh, well, I'm glad Brady's okay, and I'm glad you travelers are going to get to stay in our beautiful. And who's complaining if your delay is here? Oh, yeah. I don't know where you were going. It ain't good in California right now. It's not good in the Pacific Northwest. It's not good it's back in Chicago or you something. You got that yeah, atmospheric that. river over yeah. there in California. Three feet of rain since Christmas in, in Northern California in spots. That's crazy. 40 inches of rain. And they got more coming. And to me, I say, good. Wash those hippies down. Better, I Better put some pontoons on those uh, tents all along. Yeah, are they going to capture that water it. somehow? No. They, they're complaining. There's just too much of it. Again, I bitched about this while you were gone yesterday. Ellen did a tweet next to a creek bed that was flowing, and she goes, Mother Nature is very mad at us. This creek never flows. And I'm looking at it like, well, it used to because it's not overflowing, and there's eight feet in there. So this is what it used to do all the time. We did something to stop it, and now it's the drought, and now there's too much water. California can't get it right. What they did get right yesterday, yeah. I don't know if you saw the thing about uh, on TMZ in, in San Francisco, their gargantuan, nasty homeless problem which just makes that place even worse than it used to be i hate san francisco one of the it's it's the toledo of of california it looks beautiful from a distance but it's a dump uh, except for the outlying and like, areas and there yeah there's like 
Toledo, there's actually two areas. That's it. But, uh, no, no, no. You know. Toledo proper? Dump. Yeah. All yeah, of yeah. it. All of it. There's nothing, no good spot of Toledo that can uh, outweigh the misery that's Toledo. San Francisco's the same. You're down there looking around going, wow, what, what beautiful buildings. And then, oh, I just stepped in a big pile of human excrement. That'll help. Oh, I did it again. There's multiple piles. They had some homeless lady. And now that's running down oh, the hills and back up like that. Water, San Francisco. So yesterday, the uh, uh, this guy standing outside of a bar, and they don't know who he is or where he came from. They don't know if he he's associated with the place next to the bar. But this homeless lady's on this on the street, and there's cameras that caught him. He grabbed a hose and just started to hose her off until she'd leave. Like he's hosing the street off the sidewalk, like cleaning it up. <laughs> and he just hits her, and he's like, "Get out of here! Get out of here!" And he's and he's an old man. And he's just smashing her with this hose, and she's begging him to stop. And then finally, she gets up and leaves. And it's gone like California viral. I think most of the rest of the United States is like good, because what would you do? They are. Or they're not going to hang video? the guy. It's on TMZ. Right. No, they're not. They're they're working on getting him. Yeah. They want to know who he is, and they're, everybody's upset. And they, they're, you treat them like human beings, exactly, exactly like I would if Brett was standing on my porch, and I'm like, you got to go. Get. I'm not going anywhere. I'm living. No, you're, you got to leave. Get out of here. I would. I would hose off anyone. That was standing in front of my house that wouldn't leave if I had a hose. It's better than hitting them with a bat. It's better than no. going and getting my gun. No. Yeah, it's not. It's not. No. But, you know, it's, it's uh, let's say it's, it's more legal. We're not escalating as quickly. I'm hosing off the homeless. I'm, I'm getting the trash off the streets. If you're going to sit there and tell me this is where I live, all right, well, good. Well, they're humans. They need to be treated. Well, if you don't know the story. The guy's probably sitting there saying, Hey, can you get out of here? Maybe he was nice at first, and she's like, "Why don't you go?" Yeah, you know, I have my yourself. rights to be here. And you something. are an idiot, and blah blah. So she goes on and on, and he point blanks her with the hose, and everybody's upset at him. I think he's an American hero. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he's just sitting. chilling too. And, she, he, <laughs> and he's like, "Get out of here." And she's just incoherent babble, gibberish nonsense. And if you lived in San Francisco, Hilarious. if you lived in San Francisco, you would quickly tire of everywhere you went. Some babbling nutbag is sitting there screaming and yelling because they're, you know, and you're like, oh, you, you want to be empathetic. But if they're always in your front yard, you start getting used to it. You stop being empathetic and you break out the hose. This man is getting something done where San Francisco politicians are not. Hose him off, I say. At least he's cleaning her. It's the first pass she's had. And they were really upset because they're like, it's been raining and cold, and now she's all wet. She lives outside. Yeah. With all that, with three feet of rain, I'm sure she's wet she's already. She's wet already, yeah. exactly. And I don't like to think of that lady wet in any way, shape, oh. or form. Blah, blah. But yeah, so I, I looked at that video, I'm like, oh, that's pretty terrible. But then I put myself in his shoes, and if my apartment that cost $8,000 a month for 300 square feet... That doesn't include parking, uh, and I've got a, I've got a, and I, every time I go outside, I'm stepping in pee and poop, and this lady's sitting there. I'm I'm breaking out the bar's hose and I'm doing it too. The bar itself, and I don't know the name of the bar, has already Barbados said or- he has nothing to do with us. He has he is uh, we're, we're not affiliated with this horrible human. But being. imagine sitting on that little patio with a night have a glass of wine. Yeah, out front there and there's. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Somebody hose her off. I'm trying to enjoy my lunch. So, yeah, I'm all for it. There was an old man yesterday at my house. 
uh, just wandering around in my yard. I got a pretty big front yard. Uh, Megan comes running over and goes, there's some old man walking. And it's irrigation, so it's sloped, and there's little berms yeah. that are about two and a half feet. They're not easy to get up and down. And he's, he's pulling, this dog's pulling him around, this small dog, and he starts walking in the grass. He's coming towards the house. I think we got him. Uh, don't worry. I don't, I'm not real physically threatened by him, but I'm not so sure the dog isn't walking this old guy. But he gets in the grass and he starts walking these burning real unsteady. And I'm and all I'm thinking is, well, if he falls down, I suppose I should make a call. Otherwise, he's a grown man who's just kind of wandering in my yard. Do I go ask? Do I get involved? I did it. And he very unsteadily made it down one of the berms and then back onto the street. Should have got the hose out. I was working on yeah, some. I mean, well, I had three ideas in my head. What if he's nuts? What if it's Johnny Knoxville and some guy in an old man suit and he's, and he's duping me? Or what if he's just some lost, crazy old silver alert waiting to happen? But the dog was adorable. I was more worried that the dog was going to get loose and run out run away. But, yeah, so I, I thought hosing him off is an option. Yeah. It's the thing. You got those roof turrets too. You got the hose up Man, there. Man, it would be great to have something like that for Power real. hose. To go up a spiral staircase up to a hose and just. Like the guys at uh, oh, the pavilion when they're putting the, ra- yeah, putting the fires out in the yeah. lawn. Oh, would that be the best? Oh. Just knocking kids off that fence they tell them not to walk on. Hey, guys, don't walk on this fence. I don't know. All the bricks are good, but just in case, I don't want you falling. Okay. And then Shut up, old man. Five minutes later, their mom and that kid walking on the fence like. Like, my house is the training ground for the Flying Walendas. I'm like, get off the wall. It's okay. It's steady. It's mine. It's, it isn't yours to walk on. Get your two-year-old off it, because if it falls, you're going to sue me. <laughs> then you just, all right, I'm warning you one last time. I got a fire hose and a turret you don't know about. I will blast that kid a mile down the road with, the, with my water, if you, my water cannon. <laughs> a hero, I say. And everybody, we have that problem up at... Uh, my next door app occasionally through the canal a few of the uh the unwanted drug addicts that are supposed to be mixing in with true homeless people who have problems and they're not they're different uh the heroin addicts that have decided to choose heroin over living a normal life and living on the streets uh are different than the people who have just lost their jobs and houses and living in cars and trying these these are deadbeat losers and they wander through and then they'll end up in the neighborhood up by uh, Squaw Peak, and there's, you know, trails. And everybody that's like, oh, some guy, one put this thing, he said, I got this homeless encampment going up on the trail behind my backyard fence. And I don't know, I've called, and there's nothing they can do. They keep showing up. And he said, they're heroin junkies. He said, I want them out of there. I can't, you know, they're not doing heroin there. That's where they're sleeping. And uh, he said, I'm, you know, and the guy's like, I'm going to hose him off. I'm going to get my gun. Everybody's like, oh, how about show some heart? And he goes, how about I move him into your front yard? And then the whole thing started to go. Like the next nice. door app turned into a big foot. Why don't I move him into your front yard if you're so empathetic about it? You don't want this. That's not a solution to do that. They're human beings. Yeah, they're human beings doing heroin in my backyard. I want them out. What do I do? He was being empathetic by yeah. asking in the first place, what would you guys do? Because I'm about ready to break out hoses and shotguns. You break out hoses and shotguns, which was about 70%. Hose them off. Let them know you don't want them there. Is this what we've come to as a society? Hosing off people you don't want in your yard? Yeah, that's exactly what we do. I'd call Marcellus Wallace, have him oh. bring over some hard hitting pipe. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> and just, excuse me, you gentlemen are going to have to go. What's in the suitcase? Something you'll never know. Yeah, so hose them off, I say.
Clean them up. Just My, keep uh, that area wet before anyone goes over there. You just hose it off every day. Yeah, you'd think that would matter. They <laughs> sleep in those little retention tunnels on the bike trail. Oh, yeah, the they're always full of murderers, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, murder tunnel. Yeah. Oof. It's called Myrtle Tunnel, but uh-uh. when you ride through it, you're like, this is where someone's – there's rapes and murders in here oh, all yeah. the time. Like they clean that up because they put a light in it, and they hate light. Oh, do they hate light? Yeah, I've had to move people who have been like when I when I would ride my bike up. The coming canal. through? Oh, no, there is no coming through. That's for people who are like, oh, hello, Step thank aside. you, have a nice day. There's yeah. nothing of that. There's like, hey, assholes, wake up! You got to bunny hop over. They them don't or what? move. I had to kick the one guy's legs because they were laying uh, head to toe off each side, and they were clogging the center. They were just sleeping in the middle of these. You know, little underpasses that go under the roads. And as you ride further to the West Valley, when you pop up somewhere around 12th Avenue, it's just, uh, you just smell Yantera shops and Carcinerias or whatever those things are. Yeah. Just all the food smells are new and everything. One drop under, you're fine. You go under, and then there it is. You're in like this weird, new smelling, uh, they're cooking cow faces like immediately in every store. And then from there on, and the funny thing is, is all the deadbeats are white. All these losers are like these white kids that are laying in these. Yeah, you hose those off. I have no. I don't have much empathy for people who have done that and won't get out of my way. How come we always say we have to be empathetic to them? Why can't they be uh, more courteous to us? Like you know what, homeless people, it would be best if you just didn't stand in front of someone's home because you have everything and they have nothing. Exactly. That's Guess why? I go to work. I did it better. I got a job. I did it better. You never know. I do too. I also haven't burned every bridge in my life to where I, you know, couldn't stay at Brett's house for a couple of days till I got back on my feet. What if Brett's not around? Uh, he's not my only friend. <laughs> I've done pretty good for myself to th- consider homeless possibilities. I should be okay for at least a week or so. And because my brain doesn't operate I'm like, well, I got it now. I'll just stay here forever. Uh, my goal is to not impose on the person doing me a favor, to get out as fast as I can. Not sleep in a... You know, a ditch with my heroin needles. Knock it off. Hose them off, I say. Hose them harder. If you ask me, I don't know where that guy got the hose. It didn't have enough pressure. It needed to be one of those flex hoses that guy gives away on TV. Those, those power hoses that, you know, they don't, the, uh, they don't kink. The strength of a fire hose. Oh, how frustrating would it be when you're trying to hose off a homeless in your front yard and you got a kink in one of your, and you got to go back and do that little twist thing. Hang on, homeless. I'm not done with you. But you're just trickling <laughs> on them for a second, like... A 55-year-old man's uh, urine stream. It's like, oh, this is doing nothing. I need some pressure. I need some glasses to fly off faces. <laughs> yeah, it's a good video, though, because that guy's... You made my day, actually. Yeah, it's... it's uh, <laughs> I'm going to watch it again. It's pretty funny to see. I like how he's just leaning against a fence like it's yeah. an average every day. Yeah. yeah. And granted, visually, it looks terrible, because you're like, oh, people shouldn't treat each other like this. But you don't know that this guy isn't just at his wit's end. That he's asked... Over a million times. times, yeah. Human poop on his shoes on a regular basis. Uh, I remember my ex-brother-in-law had a place in downtown San Francisco, and we had to rush in to uh, the little the, the front door. You had to run in there and turn around and shut the door. It was it was like uh, that Will Smith movie when the zombies were out. I forget what that was called. The uh, I Am Legend. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and they'd hit the they'd hit the window. Yeah. They all look like me with like veinier faces. Uh, we had to do that because if you left that thing cracked or open a little bit, the homeless would come barging in there and pee and poop all over the little uh, 
vestibule or whatever that thing is when you first oh, walk in. It's worst. And it stunk because sometimes some empathetic people, it's getting called out. You guys can sleep here at the, in the downstairs area by the elevators. And they'd let them in there, and they would immediately just, like, take a huge leak or dump and leave. They didn't care about the weather. And it was terrifying, which is probably why San Francisco came up with that great plan to say, well, let's just let them poop in the streets because it used to be a fine or take you to jail for it. Let's let them poop in the streets so then they won't try to get into the apartment buildings to do it. And they poop all over the place. Alex, dump. dump. This guy's saying you can't you can't hose off heroin addicts, but the fire department can ho- use hoses during city protests back in exactly. the day. Exactly. <laughs> right. I miss the old days. God damn it. Let's not comp it to when people who were just trying to go to school were getting hosed out. These the good are, old yeah. days. If I stepped in human poop more than once in my life, wherever I lived, there'd be a lot more frustration. With, I'm moving with the people I assume who are doing it. I'm yeah, moving. I am too. I'm looking for a way out. I, you know, I guarantee you the people, you know, back to the guy in San Francisco that communicate like, don't stay there. You'll get hosed off right. immediately. Yeah. So then it's going around. Okay, that's the spot we avoid. Also, she's probably just babbling away. He knows that the laws in San Francisco have changed to the point where you can't call the cops. They're not coming to move a homeless. They they get treated it's like so royalty. Many of them too. So he's like, screw this. I'll take matters into my own hands. And he just hosed her. Hoses and shotguns. Great band yeah. name. Hoses and shotguns. That is a good name. Oh, oh, that, it's guns and hoses, really. <laughs> hoses and shotguns. I like that. Right now. And then, you know, Phoenix has done a pretty good job of corral. And don't think that we're different, Phoenix. Margaret T. Hance Park is scheduled to do a lot of Super Bowl stuff. You think we're going to just gently move all those homeless people out of there? There's going to be some hosing. There's going to be some rough movement. The ones that are squatting, they're going to get the boot. Nobody's real tolerant of the one that just, you know, like, I ain't going nowhere. Leeches, bugs, ah! It's like, oh, all right, get the hose. This loony's not moving until we move him. They're going to bring the guy in from San Francisco as a yeah, consultant during exactly. Super Bowl. What I usually find is the harder ones to move hate water. They're like cats. She should be here this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We act like no cities above it, but Margaret T. Hans Park is about to become exactly that. They're they're sweeping them out of there, and I don't know how they're going to clear it up. But they got like ten events. It's going to have some cameras there, just it's, like they did parts of El Paso. The, uh, right. The visitation. Exactly. Yeah. They go with the, well, when I was in Detroit for the Super Bowl, I couldn't believe the parties that were happening in the uh, freeway overpasses. I'm like, this is amazing. They told all the homeless people, hey, we'll let you start fires on the freeway and you can stay in here. And then they just had these little corralled areas. I'm like, this city's on fire. This is amazing. Letting them party on the freeway. Uh-uh. That was Detroit's downtown homeless that was given uh, clearance to go stand in these areas. Here are your sections. fed them. And they kept him in these things with, don't leave here. Just don't leave. And I'm sure a few wandered off. But the city, Detroit, was crystal clear. What they do, just provide all the booze and heroin that everybody needed just for the week? As you drove into the city. The it was clo- like mash, a closer, mash. Yeah. <laughs> the closer you got to downtown, just rave after rave. Toledo was with me. We were like, what is going on in these, these overpasses? There's parties. Drinking. Woo! I don't know if they had music, but I assumed that they had lights. And places to hang out. I'm like, this is amazing. Every overpass as we're going through. I'm like, this is amazing. And you get downtown, you're like, there are no home. Detroit is beautiful. And it's all a Chamber of Commerce move to, to skedaddle all the troublemakers. And then you'd walk through Detroit and doors would open to these old beat-up warehouses. And people were in there. And we're like, ah, that's where they're hiding all the, the, the zombies. Offering you beer. and It was weird. 
Yeah, so we're going to do the exact same thing. We're going to scooch that over. Nobody wants the scourge of a the true city to be shown on NBC. God forbid. Most of the parties are in Scottsdale. Right. And they're going to get rid of some of those deadbeats, too. Some of those Although college Westgate's kids. Westgate's probably going to throw down. Well, everywhere. Downtown yeah. has a ton of stuff. Yeah. Almost all of it is downtown. Again, the convention center, footprint center, uh, everything's got – their activities are amazing. And Margaret T. Hans is just going to be all Super Bowl events. It's amazing. And they're just going to have to get rid of some of those, you know, ne'er-do-wells. They just won't let them go past 7th Avenue. Right. Party stops there. Yeah. I was at uh, 7th Street and uh, I-10 exit, and there's a lot of homeless stuff going on in that little sidewalk that's there. And I, the cop had the road shut off. There were fire trucks and stuff, and there were a couple of fire guys. And I think firefighter training, uh, paramedic training, has just kick them because the guy was giving them, like, foot taps, like booting this guy who's just laying there, just giving them kicks. And they're looking at each other like, mm, get the shovel. I think he's gone. But, you know, I'm, I'm front row like, whoa. That guy was just cooking. And they got him going. Who knows? We'd love to turn a blind eye, but the hose is a nice, a nice gesture. If he handed her a little bar of soap first and then hosed her, he'd be a hero. Oh, yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah, so just carry your dial soap around with your portable fire hose and make him happy. I'm um, glad to have Brady back. Let's get a wake-up song and uh, welcome the whole crew back, all four of us, in our places today. 585-9800, a good song. We'll wake it together and scream it. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.